Majestic shots getting a gap between them, running on. It's the face wandering from Ghost Bottom. Blondo's getting a rails run. Blondo and Ghost Bottom. Blondo, Ghost Bottom. Blondo wins the takeover target. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got John Walter in the chair with me. How are you, mate? You look like you've seen a ghost. Still recovering, mate. I don't know how they did the. Oh, I did the three days last year at Warrnambool, but it's still taken me a week to get back from that one day outing, and, and not really a lot happened. So I'm glad I didn't do the three. I might have been absolutely cast. So, yeah, quite a week back up here at the Gold Coast and a little bit of a mental health retreat, it feels like. So if uh, you missed all the action, we got 50% of the stake back. It was a battle zone. The jockeys didn't know what to do. Uh, they were up the fence, up the middle of the track, on the outside fence. It was sort of a cow paddock. Well, that's, uh, that's you're talking probably... about New South Racing for the last six months or are you talking about <laughs> Warnable for two days? Yeah, No, Warnable for three days. I can't remember a track that uh, at the bull that has played like that. Usually it's fence off and they all just start to skip off at three or four and it just conti- they continually move to the outside fence. But it was all over the shop. It was a dog's breakfast. But uh, we tried to launch it a couple. We kept hammering our best bets. The market was with us for a lot of the same mm. sort of horses, yours, King of Hastings. Mm. I think showmanship was probably the other, the only one that we sort of went hard against the market and just tried to keep upping our, our price once once it drifted. So mm. it was a tricky one. It's uh, it's always a tricky one. Do we chip away and try and win 5% on, on, on an investment over three days or well, like we did, we tried to take a multi to win a mean on the final day. Uh, it didn't work out, and then we had several horses going for 150 to 200, and we just uh, couldn't hit the scoreboard like a lot of punters over the three days. But uh, it was tough going, Nico. How have you uh, pulled up from uh, last week? You had a lot on your lot on your plate. Yeah, there's a bit going on, but uh, good. Good day at Soundown yesterday. So uh, looking to uh, rip into Saturday's form for Flemington one Friday night for the punters at well at Cranbourne. So uh, yeah, looking forward to the weekend. Mm, Friday night seems to be your new thing, doesn't it? You could say that, but uh, yeah, Friday night Cranbourne will be me uh, this Friday night. DK, you got a pulse? Barely. <laughs> What's happened? I'll have one of those mental health retreats you're talking about. I think that might be my go. <laughs> Only bloke going worse than me is Empoy. Anyway, what a, here we are again. Here I am again. <laughs> what do you think about the Empoy suspension? Two months, you reckon it's his right whack? If I own the leader, the $4 chance that he fizzed up and cost it a race, clearly... I'd be happy with the two-month suspension, but um, it's it's hard to line up against other suspensions, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I think I think it was between one and two was the was the was the right answer. Um, two same might have been a bit heavy, but he just he's just hasn't looked. He's picked up the right, hasn't looked at the brace book, hasn't looked at anything, and tootled around at the barriers and thought, oh, this is a twelve hundred meter start, must be a twelve hundred meter race. But funnily enough, um, friends of my friend of my dad's owns the owned the winner. And I was up with mum and dad for lunch, and he, he was around for lunch there a couple of weeks ago. He said, oh, my horse is in. It was in a 2,000 benchmark, 58 at, at um, Mornington. And it was one of the slowest. It was really slow horse. I said, geez, I don't know what the race that's going to win, maybe a two-mile something anyway. And because that horse has gone berserk, their horse was the beneficiary. He's just gone his one bat and just sustained his one bat as they went down 20 links above standard in that race and got the money. So uh, anyway, a bit of self-interest there. But, yeah, no, I think I heard Reese Archard was... Well, the archers were completely filthy, and uh, yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, I thought maybe maybe six weeks was probably right. And they've just he might get he might get it pulled back to six weeks, but two months seems didn't seem too harsh to me. Up there in North Korea, Johnny, we've had uh, Hugh Bowman get rubbed out for dangerous riding before last season, and then you had Nash uh, up the fence, nearly went over the fence. Oh, and- he got what he got? He got longer for hitting it th- two more times than normal than he got for nearly killing everyone. So. Mm. 
consistency is the problem. Like you just don't know. Like, and I don't understand. Okay, you sit up on one, it gets beat, so it costs it first to second. You might get two months. You might get a huge fine. You do the same thing. You cost it second to third. You get a five hundred dollar fine or something. You know, or you might get seven days. It's the same thing. Like it, it just doesn't. It's just logic in racing, and it seems to be more about perception. And once again, because it got the headlines poi for doing it, and it, it's everywhere, they seem like they have to give him the you know the, the the pointy end of the stick rather than the pat on the the bum with the the wooden spoon. So um, I think you know it's all about perception. And even if they go and reduce it like they did with Nash, it's sort of done behind closed doors and doesn't make the headlines. headlines but publicly, they smashed them up front, and that's all they want to see. So that's but what it, he's, he's, he's ruined the race. For a lot of connections, a lot of horses are just not not like just affected one horse or one horse is affected in the result. He's ruined the race for a huge lot of people. Everyone who's bet on it, everyone who's had horses in the race, you know. I mean, I did say except the winner, of course, but um, the rest of them. I mean, it's just pen put a pen through every horse that went to that race. Yeah, and he's, he's got to get done. But I mean, I just mean it's very hard to tell what what to give people for anything because it's so inconsistent. You know, it depends what what day it happens. If something happens on a Monday or a Tuesday, you tend to get off lighter than if it's you know in the headlines and these sorts of things. Like when Reese did the same thing, they obviously make headlines around the world because they're so ridiculous mm. that they um. They have to get whacked, but I agree. He has to get a good, good. He's whack. the one big beneficiary out of it. Ah, McLeod, he'd be happy about it. He's the one bloke who would be happy. Well, not you know, unless he's good mates at him. Boy, now I'm off the hook. Everyone won't keep referring to me about mis- mistaking the laps. Mm. Mm. It's a funny one, isn't it? Like because he properly got up it and fizzed the horse up, rather than maybe like a tearaway leader that breaks their hearts. Mm. Mm. Anyway, it's a good week to uh, put behind us, and I'm sure uh, M. Poy would like to put him put the uh, the week behind him as well. We've got a bit of a treat for everyone at home. We've got a uh, brand new train on the scene up here in uh, Bris Vegas. We've got Jack Bruce. He joins us. How are you, Jack? Uh, not bad, guys, and thanks very much for having me. Sounds like a Kiwi accent we got there, but uh, Jack cut his teeth at uh, Ma Eustace and uh, Bjorn Baker's camp. Give us, uh, I guess, the audience at home an intro, a quick uh, spiel of uh, how you got to where you are. Yeah, so um, don't hold that against me that I'm a Kiwi, um, but I am a proud Kiwi, and I'm finding up in Brisbane and Queensland, it's better to be a Kiwi than a Sydney cider, so I don't know how I'm going to play that, but look, I, I grew up on stud farms in New Zealand, um, and then I spent five years with Bjorn Baker as his right-hand man. I did a couple of years with Karen Ma running his Sydney stable, um, which was a great opportunity for me, and I got that because Annabelle Nishan went training, and she sort of recommended me for the role. So... I had an awesome run with them, uh, but I thought the time was right. I'm sort of in my early 30s and I'm looking to sort of get on with life. So I wanted to make an impact and I basically picked out Brisbane as a place in the metro racing where there was room for an up-and-comer and I sort of consider myself that, so here I am. Well, I, I just want to talk about his time with Bourne Baker. I mean, the only time I see Bourne Baker is on social media when he's going <laughs> off his head when one of his horses is winning. So I mean, he looked like it would be a great bloke to work for and I think. Mean, you know, you might have left for different reasons or whatnot. Oh, but, uh, can you I tell can't us wait that, for Jack? this answer. I can't <laughs> wait for this answer. <laughs> I, must, I don't tell you that I blue, say, did I? I had a great – no, we didn't have a blue. I'd, I got off another role and I would sort of felt like I had to take it at the time. But what I will say is that Bjorn, like what you see is what you get. And, like, he is great fun. And his old motto used to be with me, especially when we're at the races, is if you are not having a good time and you can't enjoy yourself, there's no point in doing this. And – that rubs off on A, his horses, B, his staff, and C, his owners. So, you know, he is 
an affable bloke and uh, he's great to work for and I had a good run there. I, I hear you know, the role that you left Bjorn Baker for seems to be left off the resume. Have you signed an NDS <laughs> there or something that you're not allowed to talk about your no, your interim no. period at the Wallace Tables? Or, well, I, um, I, wanted to, I wanted to just truncate that for everyone because I didn't want to bore them to death. But anyway, no, oh. it was, uh, when when uh, when Liam Pryor um, went to manage jockeys, he'd been uh, Chris Willis racing manager for almost a decade Um so I was offered that role, which naturally I felt like I had to take, and I was sort of torn between it. I actually talked about it a bit with Bjorn before I went there. But no, I took that role, and I did that for a year, um, but that was cut short by Annabelle going training and, and me being offered the job with Karen Ma and David Eustace. So basically the progression there was if you're in a fairly narrow role at a large organisation, going to Karen Ma's was an opportunity to sort of do the whole shooting box and run a stable of 60 horses in Sydney. So, I mean... In terms of if you're putting my hat on and saying I want to be a trainer, that was the big opportunity for me. And I think uh, Annabelle's just hit the ground running. And it's an interesting choice, I guess, Brisbane for you. you got Michael Costa, I guess, leaving the ranks at the Gold Coast. I think Annabelle's going to get some of his horses. But uh, Deegan's an interesting choice. Uh, Sean Dwyer had a lot of success uh, a long time ago there. But uh, I guess why Deegan for you? Well, it's interesting because my focus was to be in the metropolitan area in Brisbane because I, I would like to grow my business and I see that that's where the essentially the prize money is and that's where the ownership base is and that's where I wanted to be. So the Brisbane Racing Club run Deegan and uh, they basically told me that, you know, the, the no vacancy sign is up at Eagle Farm. We've got our premier trainers there, but we can give you boxes at Deegan. You're right next to the beach. You've got a brand new sand track that costs one and a half million dollars and of course property use essentially whenever you want. So if you're prepared to go there and set up and start, we'll we'll happily have you. So I suppose in my position I jumped at that and I thought um if I can make it work there, um, which I'm fairly confident I can, then away I go. So it is a lovely, quiet place to train and you get plenty of access to the right facilities. So it's not, I suppose it doesn't have the prestige of Eagle Farm, but at the same time the facilities match and um I think it'll be a good place to be. I don't mind the beach angle with uh, tried horses, and I thought about that. Like Eagle Farm has had its trials and tribulations with the surface, Walt. Like mm. um, apart from someone like Gollum, like, like the, how many trainers would you send a horse to at Eagle Farm? I just there's there's a query over the track for mine. There is, and, and uh, yeah, like it's, it's just the facilities where Jack's going are good. I'm sure he has aspirations to end up somewhere like Eagle Farm or Doombin or whatever. I don't know how they're sort of unfolding there regeneration of that area but um certainly you know worse places to to kick off and uh like uh, probably giving him some shameless plugging here jack like I, when i wasn't uh you know blackballed from the industry and the, and the dark sheep <laughs> I, I, I did used to deal with jack on an almost daily basis him and his lunatic uh, lunatic mate bjorn and then wallers and and mars and uh, like I, I think the grounding that Jack's got is pretty unique and you can see like I, I would say that he's, you know, a level above probably Annabelle when I was sort of dealing with them as in across horses uh, and the industry and he sort of did the time with Bjorn, learn about owner experience. Bjorn would have been sort of very hectic, uh, very hands-on on a lot <laughs> of things and, and long, you know, long days, long nights, uh, long weekends. I don't think Jack would have got much time off. Then he sort of moved to the the Waller part where everything's very organised and <laughs> sterile and then, uh, you know, moving more into the hands-on training with Mara. I don't think there'd be many more hungry uh, and well-experienced youngish trainers that you'll have a better experience with than Jack around and what, you know, the way he's kind of trying to find horses to drop back in grade probably up to Brisbane and, and get them going straight away. I, I, I would be sort of pushing anyone that's looking to get into uh, 
into racing in southeast Queensland or anywhere, they'll they'll have fun with Jack. I'll be very surprised if he doesn't kick on. We'll put some pressure on him early. We'll put the mock on him and see if he can push through it. <laughs> Do you guys want to just continue the rest of the show without? Mate, I just think I just I, like I've been pushing people into him for a few weeks, and I didn't know he was coming on, did I? Like I was not no. organised, so I'm I'm really happy that he's on here because um you know there's not too many people that I've dealt with that uh, you know are very consistent in 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 how they approach everything. And you imagine working for Bjorn? He's a special character. Walla, special mm-hmm. character. Friend Mara, of the show. I don't know it all, right? But I never went through a day, and I feel like I'm kissing his ass heavily, where Jack wasn't, you know, happy and, yeah. and could deal. We never had any dramas. So um, I, I'd imagine he'll pass the same experience on to his owners. Mm. And I guess uh, for me, I, I had my eye on Axe at the uh, Inglis Digital Sale, and I thought that was a horse that could just bob up and pinch a couple of races. And I see who uh, bought it, and it was uh, Jack Bruce Racing. So I thought. That was a good acquisition from the Michael Costiard, and I thought, oh, well, here we go. And I started to do a little bit of digging, and it just seems like the perfect timing to come to Queensland for uh, a, well, a bit of a, a step into it. there's a lot that come it. here to retire, right? Mm. And there's a lot that are on the way out to a certain degree, like guys that have been here for a long time. And, you know, you do have Golan and, and uh, you know, Van Dyke ducks down with a few and things, but there's not too many that are hungry and on the way up. And I think, he, yeah, he's made a good decision to get away from Sydney and, and move up here. Jeez, I tell you what, Walt bags everyone. So uh, you're doing something <laughs> right. Do. Uh, when will your first runner hit the uh, hit the track? Well, I would have liked it to have been quite soon, but the weather's sort of playing havoc with me. I got a horse off um, Michael Costa that he recommended the owners that they send my way called Zetastar. And anyway, he basically said, "I'll I'll get it ready for you." And I'm really looking forward to the post race interview. <laughs> so it was going to run in a maiden on Wednesday, but the track was wet and I scratched it. So I'm just going to have to wait a little bit. Um, I've been given a stayer called Berade uh, from OTI, who I may run over the carnival in an 1,800-metre race and look to sort of switch cup, calendar cup. So um, I would say those two will be my first runners. I'm working 12 at the moment, and most of them have come from basically the spelling paddock. So I would say it will be a fairly easy start, but they will be my two, and fingers crossed I can hit the ground running. I think I've backed uh, Berade in the past. What about... uh uh, horses right now. I know Axe has sold out, but is there any shares in any horses at the moment or did you uh, pick one up yesterday? I had a look at a couple, but the prices just were uh, sky high on a few of them. Yeah, well, actually, I felt a bit like you guys punting at Warrnambool. Um, I had a bit of a – I sort of couldn't get it right there yesterday, but I, I made the decision that, you know, I don't want to pay overs for them. Like I paid $55,000 for Axe um, and I paid $80,000 for a horse called Matawatapi uh, that Bjorn used to train in had to sort of sell for, I suppose, different reasons. So um, he tipped me into that and I was able to get it. So I've still got a little bit of him left to sell. Um, I didn't go into them yesterday. I thought they were making too much money. I don't think it was good enough value for everybody. So I've stayed out of them. But I've still got some of Matawatapi, who's won on a Saturday in Sydney. He's rated 84. Like, he's the perfect horse to run in Queensland. He can go straight into Saturday races. And that's essentially the level I, I want to be racing at. And that's the level I want to put people into. So that's why I bought them. All right. With uh, a couple of those horses mentioned, I'm tipping uh, they'll pick off a couple of uh, races. Any questions from DK or Nico down there? I know Walt's stolen the show a bit here. Oh, I've got moved past, but I just, yeah, just, just, you can just see by speaking, listening to Jack Dan crossing the I's and dotting the, or whatever it is, crossing the T's, dotting your I's. <laughs> but he's, he's spoken to Costa about Axe. He'd spoken to Bjorn about the other one he's bought. You know, he's got plans for them. He's, you know, he's, but it, you know, he's just not buying them on a whim. Um, so, you yeah, know, it, it sounds, it sounds like he's uh, heading in the right direction to me. Yeah. Just looking at the, uh, the horses on offer, there's nothing left in her, but has, uh, Cherry Pick made the way to the stable yet? Uh, Jack, she's a uh, Cherry Pick. 
a horse that I've had a bit of time to deal with down in Melbourne, sort of looking in the yard, and she is a, a very nice type. She'd be a Moody, one of the best types in the stable. Yeah. I would have thought. Yeah, P- Peter Moody. So I, there's none left in her. I sold her. She was actually the very first horse I bought, and I was talking to Rob Crabtree um, about various things through my role at Karen, and I'd sort of told him that you know I was going to go out training on my own account, and he said to me, "Well, I've got the perfect horse for you." I've, uh, the stallion's no longer with us. He said, I, I bred the mare and she died foaling. So from a breeding point of view, she has no interest to me, but she's a metro horse and I need to make way for my young ones. So he said, if you buy her, you'll win plenty up in Queensland. So anyway, I think I had to wait about a month for it to come online on English Digital. But when it did, um, I bought her. And yeah, she's in the stable. She just started galloping now. So um, she will be at the races, I would say, in July. And hopefully she can do us proud. That's ending. Well, no, that's it. No. It's a good idea. I think targeting those like Matau Takbi is a perfect sort of horse, adaptable horse that'll just go, you know, get up to 1400 and give him something to chase around around Eagle Farm and do him. And he's, he's targeting the right horses. Go, Jack. Go, number one. I've got to be number one in the fan club now. <laughs> <laughs> well, might as well, might as well ask him while he's here. I mean, yeah. there's this, this, this ma absolute juggernaut you know, everywhere, particularly down here. I was having a look at the Victorian Premiership down here. He's had, he's had, He's had nearly double more runners than, like, he's number one. He's had 1,009 runners. Mick Price is second on the Premiership, 541. Double the amount of winners, 221. Mick Price, 105. 17 million in prize money versus 7 million in prize money. That's just down here. So I'm just, I mean, I've known Kieran a long time. Not, I met him when he was a young bloke in Rindji Bay on a holiday. I actually sat next to him at dinner one night. I had Kieran Maher on one side of me and Kay McAvoy on the other one. Kay McAvoy was over there. Now, I just would just take it by how nice people they were. But um, just work, yeah, just, just what... What stands out to you about Kieran, Jack, and you know, the, and why why he's so successful? Well, I would say two things: work ethic, right? Massive worker, gets stuff done. Second is he's a horseman first and foremost, and that's what he focuses on. So I think people often ask with those large stables, you know, how do these guys do it and train so many horses? But Kieran is only interested with his equine. Um, you know, his his stable, and he's constantly talking to you about those things. And anything peripheral to the running of the stable, he's more than happy to, I suppose, slip those key guys in the regime a little bit of rain. So I suppose I'm one of the big beneficiaries of that because I essentially got to, you know, run the racing stable there at Warwick Farm. Um, but if you ever have a question about a horse, all he wants to do is talk about his horses, ask you about his horses, pick your brains about his horses. And I can remember there was a horse called Bruckner. Um, it ran actually ran second in the Cornwater Home Affairs. But when it was in Sydney before it went down, I asked him about it one day. And I said, oh, I'm just struggling a little bit with him. And I just need to change his gear and do that. And that he's still a bit keen. Anyway, it was eight o'clock at night at the Canterbury night races when I was talking to him. And I saw him at four o'clock the next day. He said, no, I'll come up and watch him work. And he's galloping tomorrow. I'll look at him and we'll trot him up to get it. So it's that work ethic and focus on his horses that I suppose is the reason why he is just so incredibly successful and he's happy to let his his staff I suppose take the reins in terms of those other peripheral tasks and that's how he that's how he does it like he's unbelievable he won four feature races at the Sydney Autumn Carnival um this carnival and I suppose you know there's a lot of races you probably don't even notice but for a bloke whose main base is in Melbourne, it's a pretty good effort to come to Sydney and win four of the big ones. I like that he doesn't. He's not too flashy everywhere, like in the post race. But the one he got emotional about the first time I've seen him get emotional. I don't watch too much Melbourne racing. Was the jump, Grand yeah. yeah, yeah, the jump. Yeah, so, loves so the jump. You, you can see that it actually it's not the 
the accolades or it's the you know it's the horse so yeah he uh, loves his good. jumpers he loves his jumpers and uh, i learned actually a little bit about jumps racing that i didn't think i would working for him but yeah he loves his jumpers loves the stays that's how he cut his teeth so mate you've, you know, no you've trained a few hurdlers they just didn't get over the sticks <laughs> yeah, I, had, I had a few that were slow that went down there yeah, exactly like in the, the pleasure of preparing them over the jump uh, that's any. All right. If we uh, if we can uh, find a horse, we might uh, both stay off it, and we might try and sneak one at uh, English Digital, and uh, hopefully we can uh, tip a couple of owners or something your way, or we'll give you a shout out if uh, you need to move on on. But uh, Matawa Takape, I think it's oh, that'll do. Matawa Takape, that'll do. It means running bear in Red Indian. That's what the bloke there you go. always means. There you go. Yeah. If you want, uh, if you want one to run uh, instantly, that's uh, that's the horse for you. But uh, as Nico's pointed out, and uh, Walt, he's found a couple that uh, are ready to roll. So uh, jackbruceracing.com.au. But I think that's the best way uh, to get in touch with you. Drop your line on the website. Yeah, hundred percent. Drop me a line on my website, and my phone number's on there. If anyone wants to give me a buzz and have a chat, I'm sort of more than happy to help and talk people through it. Um, that's that's my plan. I'll send you through my BSB and account details for the <laughs> shameless plug later, man. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Oh, thanks so much, guys. All right. Hopefully, uh, Zatastar or Barad can pop his cherry up in Brisbane, but uh, that was Jack Bruce and uh, fantastic that he joined us on Bet Doctor. Well, Walt, I've never seen you gush like that apart from the Josh Giddy event right. on Saturday night when he signed four of your trading cards. I had to, had to crash tackle him, had to send you in, and then you weren't going to get it done. So we had to go there, and then we had to get it was, <laughs> no, That was a good night. It was a good night, and it was good to see another humble sort of guy that seems like he's going to kick on without too many airs and graces about him. Hopefully he remains that way rather than a few other NBA, Ben Simmons types. So anyway, it was good fun. Josh Giddy's going to own the Australian market and it's like his highlight package is just unbelievable. So uh, I was a bit surprised. I probably wasn't as starstruck as you were, but um, I was impressed by the way he spoke. Yeah, that was the most impressive part, wasn't it? Yeah. He he reminds me of uh, a bit like DK. The more people want to see him, fail the more angry and the more he just uses it as uh, steam for his engine oh he, wasn't he's, he's what unbelievable about, what about 10 o'clock wednesday nights thursday <laughs> night scooty at tomorrow he's like what was sitting across from me and going gillow and then what's he doing what's he doing i was just i was just hammering i've had to give myself a spell from twitter after that i was having to go through my tweets and replies from thursday night jeepers was, do you think it was, was the mixing in the lineup of the uh, the beverages that oh. may have got you to that 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 position? <laughs> was it the or was well, it the trials? Through, it was seven. I I started with the uh, what with the Shiraz gin. I was drinking that here, Nico. Yep. And then I uh, got to uh, oh, then I had a, uh, when everyone left, I had a couple of items of in the fridge while waiting. And then I got to then I got to the pub and had uh, champagne, and the bubbles, the sparkling. It had everything. Then got in. Th- then got into the red and scooped a beautiful bottle of red. Then I had a coffee, I had a port with me coffee, I had a nice beautiful port, the grandfather port or something. We went to the bar then when we we'll have then Scooty, the vodka lime and sodas. And then, and then, we, then, went the, then yeah, we went home. Then we went home. Then we went home, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, it was outstanding. Well, well, seven, seven variations. I made sure I took a few panadol before I went to bed. You know? <laughs> mm, I'm tipping uh, DK was uh dusty star the next day. All right, uh Manscaped, that was the first thing I did when I come home. I uh just gave the uh well, the whole body a bit of a clip. So the lawnmower <laughs> is what you need to trim the hedges and spoil yourself and the missus at the same time. So get nice and smooth. Uh, I've got Hamilton Island coming up soon, so I'm going to uh, do a full leg shave as well coming up just so I can fit in with the rest of the gang that I'm going with there. But uh, this one's a good one too, the weed whacker. So nothing worse when you meet someone for the first time and they've got like the Belangolo State Forest just coming out of their nose, their nose hairs. It, it sort of wigs me out. So... The Manscaped Weed Whacker. Can we go back? You, I thought you were shaving Saint down because you're going away with your missus. It's with the people you, you're yeah. shaving your legs because you're going away with yeah. 
Dudes. A couple of cyclists. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, cyclists. cyclists. Yeah, we'll call them that. Cyclists. On, on Hamilton cyclists. Island. Yeah, fair enough. Just get the legs out, get the tan and get get the massages <laughs> okay. going. But uh, the Weed Whacker is really good too. So little birdies are code um, in the uh, the manscaped.com site for 20% off. Going to be a big show. It's already a big show with uh, Jackie Bruce. Uh, we've been talking for a while now. Tommy uh, Henjack. I tell you what, no luck last week. He tipped up Blondo. Tip the each of two. Mass destruction was scratched. Blondo was scratched. Blondo comes out and winning down at your way, Gosford. Gosford. Uh, just absolutely sickening. So he'll look at the Doomben 10,000 that's been moved from Doomben to Eagle Farm. Mugs Moral, Mugs Moral sorry. Um, there's been a bit of a rumour that he's been smuggled into the boot of Nat Hinkley's car on the way to Scone. So I think uh, he'd be a great company for the two-day carnival up there. It's very hard to get accommodation in Scone. Well, I remember yeah. we went the first time. We had to stay out at Singleton. And I'll tell you what, there's some sites at the Singleton pub. <laughs> Last <laughs> time I did it, was the we couldn't get anywhere and Tegan was going down to ride down there. So we jumped in the Winnebago. Yeah. Pikey is big boy. Tegan, not so big. Ben, myself, Ben snores worse than all of us put together in the Winnebago in the Scone Caravan Park. Oh, yuck. Oh, it was world class. But no, it was good fun. <laughs> good fun. Oh, leave me well out of that. Top Sports Steamers are on fire. Hit the board with Dynasties. Black Booker, what wasn't on? 16 into $9. Oh, See you later. God. Yep. Beautiful. But yeah. uh, Nico Noonan will uh, have a quick look at uh, Cranbourne and Flemington this Saturday. Just a reminder, top sport, upper limits on the Group 1 races. So if you uh, if you like to swing bigger in those sort of races, top sport will uh, take you on. They don't shirk the task when it t- comes to taking a bet. Let's have a quick look at uh, Cranbourne or Cranbourne. Nico, uh, race five you like here. It's the uh, the Silks Cranbourne handicap over twelve hundred meters, and it's odds courtesy of Top Sport. I am absolutely not ready to uh, read out the market, but I think your horse here, Nico, is the favourite, and that is Jigsaw at two forty five, and. We've backed this before. We've have backed this before. Sense of humor is four eighty. Office gym five fifty. Here's a real deal. Six dollars. Uh, Realiza. Ill Realiza is seven fifty. Rock in the park twelve dollars. <laughs> Let's have a look at Jigsaw uh, first up. Yeah. Well, this is at Caulfield, and he's going back to Cranbourne. He's sort of midfield in the uh, the blue colours. Used to sort of sit on speed. Like last preparation, he led a few races, and then they've sat back here. And he's actually kind of shown something late. He's actually the fastest home in this race. Fastest last two hundred meters. It was a slowly run race, but. Um, he's ripped home like the third best last 200 of the entire meeting. Uh, and I thought he had a good improvement to come from this day in the yard. Um, of course, I've seen, I think, nearly every start he's had in his career. And uh, I thought it's probably the biggest I've seen him in condition. So I think he'll take good natural benefit out of this run. The horse inside him, Ice Pick Nick, his favorite for a race on Flemington on, at, on uh, Saturday. Scissor Step was well backed out of that race um, sort of last Saturday as well. And now he comes all the way back to Cranbourne. I would have thought if he had a progressed, you know, the, the race is still on Saturday, you'd be sort of keen to back him at sort of $5 plus. He is short here, $2.45, but dead set. There's nothing in the race. Like, I honestly couldn't find a danger. If he doesn't win, he just, like, he's never going to win another race. I wouldn't think. Sense of Honor got beat 40 lengths last start at Ramwick, and her first up run I thought was average behind some average sort of 1,000-meter horses. Then you're looking at Real Eza, who's sort of was average last start at sale. Office Jim, who's coming off Morfittville form. And Jigsaw's just sitting here at 250. Like, he nearly won a listed race last prep. He had all this sort of great form. He's never going to probably live up to what he did in his two-year-old days, but dead set, this is like a benchmark 78 at Cranbourne. Like, $2.50, I thought, 
he should more be like a dollar seventy or something like that. It is one of Michael Walker's first rides. Yeah, Cuzzy, the Cuzzy, Cuzzy bros back. So you have to factor that in a little bit. But this is his horse. Like he's he rode it in all its jump outs into this prep. Um, reading articles and that, it sounds like he's come back better than ever, Michael Walker. Like he said in his body, he said he's feeling great. So um, Stacky's back today too, is he? So I think. Yeah. So today. there's a few sort of coming back, but that's probably your only reservation. How how fits Walker and like. Um, you know, the decisions he's got to make here. I think it's going to be his third ride back, but he's a star jockey and I'd sort of back him in sort of group one class rider. $2.50, I was very surprised to see that price. Uh, Cindy, I think she trying to double the other day at sale. She did, A. Brown. Yep. Two for two. He, he's flying, A. Brown. I mean, he won that group one on Monday or whenever it was, Saturday. Yeah, Snap dancer. Just, he's, the, he's flying, that boy. I, I think for her career, she goes at about 11%, and last 50, she's going at 16. So the stable's obviously going better. This is her banner horse. It's her banner, banner horse. Remember when he was, isn't he, right in the market, the Blue Diamonds and things yeah, like that when he was a two-year-old? Second or third favourite yeah. of Blue Diamonds. So $2.45 here. Like, if he can't win this, he dead set won't win another race. So uh, I thought this could be a nice little, like, kickoff to the weekend. I do get a little bit scaredy cat when you've got a horse that comes out, runs well, let's say a Caulfield, and then goes back and, Back to, to somewhere like Cranbourne, like over time. It just it's all about price, though. If it come up twos on, you wouldn't care. Mm. If you think, you know, if it's six to four, it should be $1.70. Yeah. It's a bit different, but I know what you mean. Well, like it does scare That was a Vobus Gold Day, too. So that was, you know, big mm. incentives to run on that day in town. It's, sometimes I just get a bit nervous that maybe they've um, taken a backward step somewhere because they should be mm. sort of keep jumping the bar. But I don't know. That's just the. The naysayer in me, but uh, I hope you're right, Nico, and the $2.50. Don't grow up. Don't grow up. Don't grow up. Have you ever, I've never heard Nico that pumped for anything. That was since, not maybe since Friday night, but. Not allowed to talk about it. You're not allowed to talk about it. Sorry, sorry. Not sorry. allowed to talk about anyone's sorry. love life. Oh. It's strange. Not allowed Can't to talk about talk it. Talk about uh, posters that people have up in Toilet their room. Toilet doors. No. Can't posters in room. Toilet doors. Well, I tell you what, Walt. What Walt's doing right now? He's watching some people like pull out cards and tear open cards. I'm not on his watching phone. Them tear open cards. I'm watching them sell cards, mate. That is just so in case weird. I don't want to let bargains go by. Mate, grow up. There's found another passion. He is found another passion. I found uh, no passion. I'm Andrew Ramson Stakes Day at uh, Flemington. We've got uh, warning in that kicking off in the 2800 meter race. Can we talk at, about uh, that race for a second? The Ramson, like you get a, okay. a free ticket into the Melbourne That's Cup. Right, yep. And yep, Splendiferous like, is well, probably Splendiferous. Splendiferous won at sale two starts ago. Like, yeah. is what's working? going on with that horse, mate? Well, it pulled its head off the other day, said outside the leader they've gone 20 above and it ran away from it. What is going on with that Willow. horse? Hmm. Oh, Gay bot. Look, I, I've heard <clears throat> mixed, mixed, mixed views on it, but I uh, listened to Lee Jordan last night and he's, I mean, they're trying to get a, a rising or an up and coming four, four to five year old to give him a ticket into the race and um, make it exempt. So, I mean, I, you know. A half a million, I don't know about that, but um, anyway, but I can see what they're trying to do. Yeah, I would have thought yeah, everyone blues that we can't get spots in the race because the imports take them all. So, I mean, they're trying to help in that regard. Mm. So, top of the market, Splendiferous 370, Point Nepean 390, Luncy 6, uh, Through Irish Eyes $6, Warning $10, and Zoom on 15, and then English King 26. It's got a long tail. Big, it's big got a long tail. Yeah. yeah. So, it's a tricky one. So it's the way of those first few Point Nepeans are sort of. Yeah, he's a handy CEO. You know him well, Nico. He's he's, he's up and coming. Yeah, yeah. look, he's but like he's running his last two in sort of the benchmark grades. He's probably worth having a crack, but like you know, compared to years gone by, when we've had Surprise Baby and Steel Prince sort of going head to head in this race, it's not living up to that. I, I don't know if it's no, working no, having no, it no, restricted, no, but, but yeah, regardless. Yeah. Anyway, what price was Steel Prince running in a Melbourne Cup? He'd be fifty to one, hundred to one, wouldn't he? You know. Not after he won when we. I think he ran. He might have won this race to run second, and then he went into that cup, and he would have been. 
well in contention, but I think he got scratched. Oh, right, um, okay. but yeah, he didn't run. Yeah, I can't remember. I would have thought this the horse that wins this race is going to be absolutely no chance unless Point of Pain. He's the only horse in the race I can see that could even sort of get to like a Bart Cummings or something like that and be sort of in, in the game. Mm. But he's got to keep improving. But yeah, I don't know. That's sort of my thoughts there. Maybe it's the wrong, wrong time. You're doing it coming into mid May, you know. Pardon me. They're looking at making the Roy Higgins. Think about making the Roy Higgins similar, which is a better time frame, that race. Makes more sense. All right, we'll see uh, what happens. But uh, warning seems a big price to my eye, just on first glance. Race three, Flemington, is the Mahogany Challenge Series over 1,700. And Umgawa, 480 favourite here. Flash Feeling, 550. Sonora, 650. British Columbia, 7. Carlisle, $7. Uh, General Firepower, $7. Uh, not a Brass Razoo, I know all about that, $13. Aka to like Jali, Gali, uh, $19, and uh, Caillou Cushion is uh, $19. General Firepower is the, uh, the horse that uh, Nico likes here from the all-conquering Michael Maroney yard of late. Yeah, this was a nice barrier trial for him. Uh, relative to three-year-old open company, they've gone 16 points. Well, he's gone 16.6 lengths below to the 600-meter mark, and he's just had absolutely no chance um, the way this race was run. I was really was taking... He first up here, was he? Nah, he's, he won at Cranbourne, then he got, got caught really wide at Caulfield, forgive. Then this yep. was the run after that, and he yep. charges to the line here, um, really making up good late ground. Like, Carlisle sort of got away with this race. Um, general firepower, I had him on top from the yard that day. It was sort of the first time I've seen, well, seen him since the spring. I was really taken by sort of the natural improvement he's made. This preparation, I thought, well... If this horse is ever looking for something, it's probably Flemington. It's probably 1,700 metres, and he might need a set of blinkers. He gets all those things. He gets Sex Payne to McNeil, sort of tick, 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 tick. Um, he's out of some slowly run races, so I don't know what the market will necessarily do with him there. They may sort of take a set against him, um, but there's a few out of the same kind of race. Like I would have thought his run was much better than the winners, Carlisle, and they're both sort of $7 each or two. British Columbia, um, they both ran in that Caulfield race together and finish out the back. British Columbia's come out of that race and won well since. So I think that's just sort of um, a guide to how hard it was to sit wide on that track that day. They've both come out and run well since. And then Umgawa's got to give them all four kilos, who's your favourite. Um, and it's probably a little question mark at 1,700. So a lot of ticks here with Moroni Camp absolutely flying. McNeil seems like he's back. Blinkers, $7. I thought you could definitely have something on. I mean, he was a bit of a, not a hidden run, but he, I remember he was flashing light there at his first start. And then come out and wind up packing him like a nice horse. And um, I didn't see him this prep, though, but I saw that run there. And uh, he's, he's always had plenty of talent, that horse. Home track, Maroney, blinkers, ticks a lot of boxes, but it sounds like to me, Nico. Yep. Can you get involved at sevens? Probably doesn't miss a place, but... Nico, will you be at uh, Cranbourne on Friday night? Will you do Manning Yard Mail for Cranbourne and Flemington, or are you just going to do Flemington this week? Just Flemington. This Saturday we'll uh, get there. Uh, honestly, feel like seeing him really well from the yard. We're finding all these horses that... 20s, 50s, 60s, all running placings or top four. So I feel like we're just – we found one yesterday at 17s, but I, I think we're stiff not to find sort of two winners there. Um, feel, yeah, I feel like we've seen them really well. So I'm keen to get there to Flemington on Saturday and, uh, yeah, pick the eyes out of it. So 25 bucks uh, for Wednesday Metro and Saturday Metro, Manning R Mail, and all via Telegram. So super simple to get involved there. Morfittville, still no bagman, no Eagle Kelton there on holidays. But uh, the Adelaide Guineas, Elation, $1.35. Mick Price is talking uh, Cox Plate. So that's an interesting one there. So we won't cover that race. $1.35 is a bit short. Umgar was in that race. He's also the favourite in that race at Flemington. So oh, it'd be good yeah. if he came out and ran here. You'd be just probably keen, a general firepower. Of that confidence. The SA Derby is the big one. Allegron is $2.90. Detonated Jack, four twenty. 
Harley moving. Mm. It was Harley moving last start. Very quiet ride. Eight dollars. Jungle Magnate, eight dollars. Commander Harry, sixteen. Yafet is twenty. The nephew, twenty six. Uh, Saint Tropez, thirty one. And uh, Claydemir Moore, which is uh, a weapon in uh, some computer game, thirty four dollars. Uh, and then much better than the rest. Okay, uh, thoughts here. We have got uh, no replays, but uh, I look at that market. I remember the weaving run that Allegron had, very quiet ride, Ollie, but it comes back in trip now. So it's 2,800 to 2,500 at the Derby. Walt's got his mouth open and is, just is looking at Is that the me. worst Derby in the history of the world? No? Horse. I thought he was. Uh, he had some upside still. He's been 460 Please. into 420. Leave this one to the experts. Too hard for me. Jungle Magnate had it sort of put it on. Uh, Harley moving was quiet. Nico, have you got any insight here? Oh, I think Detonator Jack's really smart um, going forward. I don't know if this will be his race, drawn 15, but he's won three from three. Everything I've seen from him in the yard suggests he's a horse with a, like a, a high-quality sort of oozes class about him when you see him, so it's not a shock to see him get here. He's in the right stable. Johnny Allen's a, a master rider of these derbies, and especially over in South Australia. That's kind of where he uh, got his name, wasn't it? Winning a few uh, South Australian derbies with Weary. Look, Allegron's smart, but... Again, like what's he's gonna need a bit of luck here from Barrier Three. He's coming back from the ledger where it was a good win, but I think the horse kind of got Ollie out of trouble there. Um I would have thought Detonator Jack is like the most progressive three year old we've seen recently in these sort of ranks. And if there's a horse that can topple Allegron who's got like the good group one sort of form, it's probably him. I would have thought two horse race. He's got two and a foot. I mean that's his Yeah. That's it, he's got himself out of trouble the other day. Like he was sort of Back in the ruck, and Johnny was looking for runs, and then he the gap came two hundred out, and he still wins by a Two length and a half. Slowly run race. soft, yeah. yeah. So yeah, wait, I, I, yeah, he can just go, he can go to if they run along. I mean, we'll, we'll really find out what he's made of now, but he can really elevate that horse. He's been, he's been, his three races have all been slowly run, you know. Yep. Yet he still does what he does to win, and it's got the turn of foot and the quality. So you know, you can find out when they get in a in a solidly run race, they can really elevate those horses. Jarrett by Jackalbury uh, for the breeding uh, fans out there. And, uh, yeah, there's, some very, yeah. there's some very interesting runners in that race, and it's not just here, but over in New Zealand, horses are going for crazy money. So to ship them across, and it's going to be interesting to see if any of these horses uh, head north and go to the Queensland uh, derby and, and Oaks. Well, you're, just, you're, you're still hoping for a one, you know, only one entry in the news, in the Northern Territory derby, so you can get the job done then. So as long as they're not going Northern Territory, you're happy. Yes, mm. I am happy. We'll see what happens there. Hmm. Okay, let's uh, let's talk, start talking about Queensland racing. And I tell you, another thing that's actually uh, caught my eye through the news week. I couldn't click through the article because it was locked. But Shane Dye, um, he's on Hunchy's Honkers that uh, they record uh, weekly, and uh, he's got a bit of an opinion about racing. He said that uh, Jamie Carr needs to take more risks. I'll tell you what, I just uh, had a bit of a flashback and we'll play the vision of Jamie Carr steering Vega 1 to win in the, uh, I think it was the Kingsford Smith or something like that. So she's back. She gets on heels a couple of times and then she takes like an impossible gap. I don't know that Shane Dye, Shane Dye must have a really short memory, but this ride was like a kamikaze pilot in the yellow there. I'm just, I'm just thinking about Shane Dye's references as giving life advice, and he was a heck of a jockey. There's no doubt about that. But risk uh, management probably wasn't his specialty. But have a look at her. So she's, yeah, she's come across heels here, and then she takes a run to win the race that just basically isn't there. So I, I don't know much about. Uh, 
Well, that's a nice lap, but it, as a as a jockey, she rides them a pair closer rather than a pair further back, and to me, that's the definition of, of you know taking, taking initiative. So I don't know what he's on about, but clickbait. Good luck to old uh, what's his yeah. name, Billy Idol. Yeah. Well, that's the best thing. You click on it, and then you can't go anywhere because you've got to subscribe to it. So I'm not sure how that. Uh, that's all it was. Going clickbait. No, she's she's one of the few jockeys in Australia to be very difficult to criticise <laughs> at the moment. Surely, like there's plenty out there you could have a crack at, and she's not one of them. I think what Walt says there too. The key is you get some. Closer without them over racing because of her beautiful soft hands and they travel for her. That's the key. A lot of them punch them out and they can get keen, but she she's got she finds the balance of the soft hands and the positioning run. It's a very it's, that's that's why she's one of the reasons she's so good. And that's why the, the, most jockeys have big runs of outs because as soon as they do lose a bit of confidence, they go the pair further back and she just doesn't do it. That's why mm. she's so consistent and doesn't have the big long run. The new goat. Some are saying, "Welcome, uh, Tommy Turbo." Hey, how's it going? Yeah, it's, I'm getting sick of those race net. IQ tweets and shit popping up on Twitter. Like, it is genuine clickbait, isn't it? Is that CD Lamb or is that uh, Tommy Turbo? I'm not sure who that is. Who is that? Troy Aikman, I don't know. He's a big NFL man. (laughs) He's gone from the suit and tie to the thing now he's wearing NFL jerseys. Holy heck. Dallas Cowboys. He's a Cowboys man. Uh, We mentioned it earlier. If you pick yourself up off the floor after Blondo's uh, win down at Cosford, it would have uh, cleaned them up at the Goldie, I would have thought. Horse in form. It was painful walking out into the stands and watching Blondo win on the big TV at Gosford. Didn't even know it was in. So thanks, Walt, for the <laughs> heads up. Well, normally you do send me a quick message if you do like one up there and it travels down. Like, where's how's this thing going? I liked it up here and I didn't get it. So you left me out as well. Yeah, but I didn't even know it was down there. I didn't even know it was running we had at a bit Gosford. On. Mate, Fuck the me. whole of Waller's stable was running at Gosford. So they, they all ran around anyway. I wouldn't have found it. It was 27 back the fence and shot up the inside. It is a good horse on its day. Mm. Uh, it's it's an interesting one, uh, Doomben to Eagle Farm. Mm. That'd be the first time. It's usually the other way around with Eagle Farm transferring to Doomben with their track problems yeah. over the last. I'll leave this one to Tommy too. But um. there's been a lot of rain up here, and people are saying the track's going to be wet at Eagle Farm. It'll that's going to be a soft five, and I'm not joking. That it will be a soft five. At worst. He's not joking, fans. He's not joking. Yeah. He's looking out the window. I don't know what he's looking at, but he's not joking. <laughs> yeah, well, it was pissing down here before. but <laughs> <laughs> Have you it's been quite... getting life advice off DK? You sound more like DK every week. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's very relaxed down, man. I tell you what, he's he's fully adapted. I think he's fully transitioned to this punnel. Of See you later, accountancy. And now he's... Oh, super yeah. I love it. I, hey? I, do, like, I love it. I love it. I love, <laughs> I love the transformation. <laughs> Oh, the Tommy Turbo Show, MacBet could be, uh, could be great, great viewing standalone show. Doom at ten thousand. Let's have a look at the market at Eagle Farm, so you can throw all your uh, history says and stats out the window for this one. Mars is a favourite. Your horse, the Everest horse, two dollars ninety. Favourite Kementari rejuvenated, <laughs> rejuvenated this horse seven fifty. Count rupee, no comment. Nine fifty on Trev is or on Trevier. Not sure he said that one. Ten dollars. Isotope eleven dollars. Palelli eleven dollars. Generation twelve. Rothfire is uh, fifteen. Wow. Uh, zoo style fifteen dollars. Menage thirty four. Johnny's horse uh, Shelby sixty six. Forty one dollars. Oh. Vega one fifty one. Baller sixty one. Fit now. Senior Fox eighty one. And Alpine Edge eighty one dollars. It is absolutely insane. This horse just keeps going around. It is car crash waiting to happen. Uh, Isotope's a replay. Uh, you like here, Tommy, from uh, Magic Means Day? Yeah, as we saw, I think we were on a way game this day. Um, the big question mark with Isotope on Magic Means Day was whether she would come back as good as 
what she was after the surgery and whatnot. And um, I think she put those rumours to bed in that race. She um, towed them up pretty easily, I thought. And I like the little freshen up here. Um, I just think I'm kind of happy to bet around Marzu. I think the 290 is a bit short given, um, like, there's no doubt he's come back better this preparation after the gelding. But that last start run, I think he kind of had it um, to suit. I know it was a slow run race and it was hard to make ground um, that day at Randwick, wherever it was. But um, he started about 320 and Paul Ailey started um, 380. And I think they were a bit of a drag on each other. I really like the form that Isotope brings out of that. Um, I think it was the Arrowfield two years ago, or sorry, last year's Arrowfield, where she ran second to Wild Ruler. Um, Wild Ruler then went from that race um, into the Doombin 10,000 and was heavily backed against a horse called Eduardo. Um, he did, Wild Ruler pulled up with issues that um, that day, but I just like Isotope here, the fresh blood. She's really adaptable. She's proved that she's back up to her best and um, it does look a race with many a chance. It's interesting. If you give her off a heavy start, short start's a lot shorter than this. Oh, yeah. Failure last yes, time. yes and no. It's an interesting. Like 10 to 1. Well, Marzu's probably the one you've got to talk about because it's 2 to 1 off, you know, three PRs in a row. Very small field the other day. He's in the Congo going any good. Before that, it's beaten, what's that horse of uh, Godolphins, which is only like I think she's going around in a listed Phillies race on Saturday. Uh, this horse is coming up to wait for age off a break. Um, I think the media's got hold of this two-year, you know, weird it's decision. It's the next red to, Yeah, like, I, like I'm not a big ratings person and Tommy's probably across it more than me, to be honest, like most people are, but just plugging it into, um, you know, a, a system. It looks like he's got to make up five, six lengths on a on a horse like Nature Strip to, to catch him. So why would you be locking this horse? And he is a horse on the up, but it seems like he's priced on um, – you know, it being in an Everest or something, I, d I don't understand why he's two to one. He can win, but um, he's got to come up to get to horses like Kementari. And the problem with this this horse, he, he puts himself in the race and he does everything yeah. right. So, so he makes his own PR. Own luck. Yeah, yeah, so he does. But but it still has fallen his way perfectly. Um, and now, and you got to line that up with you know fifty six days off Isotope, ninety one days off, fifty days generation. The boys will know that horse better. It's got genuine Group One form down in Melbourne. And Kementari's probably got the best setup. One at Eagle Farm, got wet form. I, I would have it favourite, and it's Kementari. So I think the scary, yeah, well, it's scary. Ruby goes better scary. on a dry mm. track. So if it's going to stay in the soft five range, it's it's entertainable. And then you got what do you do with Roth Rothfire? Yeah, well, Rothfire and Zoostyle look your leaders, and as what was saying, Marzu's got to make the jump here, and probably the highest pressure race it's ever seen. And to take two to one seems very skinny to me. Um, and Rothfire. Um, to me, it hasn't come back. When he when they put him under pressure, um, didn't find anything. He even had the track pattern suit um, a fortnight ago where he started a dollar eighty or whatever it was, and he couldn't get the job done. And I'm kind of binning that race as a rule. I thought Counter Rupee was absolutely blessed. Um, and Kementari beat Counter Rupee last start, and they're a similar price here. Um, Counter Rupee's got a bit of a pox on it, given that last start. Run. I really like Kementari as well. I like where he's going to get to from the gate. I think Nash can just have him comfortable midfield and um, he's definitely flying the horse and he's just going to get run of the race, I feel. Back to the future. Any idea here, Nico? It's a bit of a minefield, this one. I, I wouldn't be chipping up if I was listening at home in this race. 
No, I think uh, Turbo kind of now the race. I thought the most interesting part of the race is Zoo style and Rothfire, like how fast they go and how much pressure that puts on Mizzou. Like if he actually finds a race that's, you know, eight, nine lengths above here and not coming off, you know, solo run races where he's just got to dash up for 600, where that sort of leaves him. If he comes out and wins this and they do that, you go, okay, well, maybe he does deserve an Everest spot. If he if they do that and he gets beat comfortably, well, that's what he's going to have to face in an Everest, isn't it? So, look, I was... I th- it's probably the day to take him on, sort of 290. I couldn't really find much to beat him. I thought Generation's probably in there with a chance. Pulele, I don't know, the three-year-olds kind of look like they're they're well in contention. And then if you're finding older horses, you're probably marking them up to near their best, like Kementari on Trivier, Isotope. Um, there are prices you can probably do that, but, yeah, tough race. Yeah, I couldn't uh, – at, at a best, I could see uh, Isotope definitely winning this one. All right, the other uh, bet that you want to play is in race nine, the uh, the Bundy Rum, benchmark 85. No, Never No More's favourite here, $6. Paladas is $6, flexible seven. Uh, Roman Aureus is eight fifty acquitted, $9. Ulysses is $9. And you got Aidensfield out at $14 and better the rest. Uh, Paladas uh, in the same silks as Isotope is uh, the replay you're going to have a look at. Worked really hard. And it, there it is, sort of punching four wide on speed there, Tommy. Yep. So as I referenced before, this was a heavy inside day at Eagle Farm where you just had to be sucking up the inside. And this isn't the type of horse where you can um, kind of give it a dig early and get it into a position to find his best. He's a bit of a cat. So you kind of have to have those soft hands, um, give him the, sm- the suck run and just expose him um, when he's comfortable. And as um, DK was saying before, with a jockey like Jamie Carr, she's so good at banging them out and then getting them to relax with their soft hands. Um, Jim Byrne, um, although he's a really good rider, that's not really his forte. He's got, um, what do you say, like bricks for hands or something like that. Like um, with the softer gate, it's going to be a lot easier ride for him. Um, and I just think that the 1400 Eagle Farm form for Paladas is really strong. And given what he had to do the other day, I think he's returned in really good order. Um in a race with a lot of chances, um, but I just feel that Paladas has got a little bit of upside to other horses in this race, and he's get the going to get the right suck run midfield um, coming to the outside of the track, which is where you're going to want to be um, late in the day. There, um, also giving a small chance to Enterprise Prince. He um, banged his head on the gates the other day um, over the mile, and he comes back to fourteen hundred here, thirty to one. He's not hopeless, and either is um, more Sundays, who's Found some form for Sam Kavanagh or trainers. A couple of uh, little saver bets there. So uh, eight fifty into six dollars already, Paladas. How short could you expect this horse to be, or can you still take six dollars confidently? Uh probably about six six fifty is where I'd be comfortable. I think the market will come for Roman or rest as they kind of always do. It's a horse that's always off the map. And um, last start was an enormous run at Doombin. Um, Larry was caught three wide, sleepy Larry, and. The horse went enormous, um, so I expect the market to probably come for Roman Aureus again because he's going to get the right run. But Paladas, for me, um, I'd be surprised. He'd probably stay about firm in the market, about that $6, I reckon. All right. He's got a lot of confidence, Tommy. He's, uh, yeah, we're going for like. the Black Soil double. Like <laughs> I wanted him to step into Star Tontes with the big – that, that is my ultimate nemesis horse that looks the most best-placed horse in the world in race four, and it's either going to be Feast or Famine. Now, I wanted him to step into it a bit of the, you know, the, the knife's edge dark side, but, uh, yeah, I, he's going okay. 340 yeah, into uh, 280 uh, Star Tontes in the uh, race four, the Strabroke Calcutta. 
Mug would have found it, I reckon. 1,400 metre race. Would have stood out like dog's balls to Mug. <laughs> it's interesting. It's, uh, it's a <laughs> nice little setup. Rough, uh, the rough habits uh, there also, which is a, uh, a good lead into the derby, but um, might be a couple of trick shots there with uh, depending on how the track plays. But um, Turbo, macbet.com.au is uh, where they can find you, or if, uh, if you're at the races, you can see him trackside. Go on, uh, pester him by the yard, Tommy Serbo. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be on the piss on Saturday, actually. So, yeah, I won't be. I won't be on the job. John's there doing it solo. So, <laughs> go to go to him instead. Not me. He's John. Mate, Red what, John. What, what jersey you be wearing on Saturday, mate? What, what are you going to be rocking on Saturday? No, I'll be suited up. On, I'll be suited oh, like up it. on Saturday. Back in the accounting year. Mm. All right, he's very casual now. All of a sudden, uh, Turbo Tommy, but uh, don't let that fool you. Uh, Macbet.com.au is where you can get uh, him and uh, John's analysis. Uh, they do a fantastic service there at Macbet, as you can see from uh, the streams. They've done pretty well uh, betting into those. But uh, good luck on the weekend, Tommy, and uh, fingers crossed for the, uh, the Isotope Paladas double. Sweet. Thanks, guys. All right, punningform.com.au is uh, the database that I love. It's the ultimate comparison tool. They've got uh, class benchmarks, sectionals. You can uh, compare all the different speeds, see he's got a turn of foot, and uh, it's uh, a cracker. You can get the systems builder as well that T-Dogs was talking about in the, the uh, live stream so you can uh, see who's going well and uh, see who you can give the lemonade to. All right, it's the uh, scone uh, double. It's Friday into Saturday, and uh, we're sort of running out of time, so we might just do one on Saturday, will we? That's all right. You want to do mug first, so I can see what he's done, or no? Nope. You want to put him last? I'm gonna. Oh, you always go before him. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, he's not. He's not going the same race as you. Yeah, I, I'm very happy to do one race. It's going with the twenty fields and. Who knows what the yeah yeah let's just do one day. Okay, odds courtesy of Top Sport and uh, they're sponsoring the highway, the Top Sport Highway Handicap Class Three over fifteen hundred meters here, and the Dramatist four eighty, uh, Angelical is six dollars, Sung Blue seven fifty, Orbital Express nine fifty, Running Bear nine fifty, uh, Relucent eleven dollars, Keen Contributor twelve, uh, Cross Step thirteen dollars, and you can get uh, much better the rest. The Dramatist, the horses. But uh, we're going to have a look at here. It's in the line with the blue scouting really wide here. So the fence uh, in Tommy Turbo language was a dead set highway here this day. Like it was a it was a fast one point two or something. It was it was quite insane. Nothing really came from back and wide. I think maybe one other horse might have run on. There was a horse in the staying race there the other day. Uh, I think it was called Doctor Evil that absolutely flying coming into that meeting made up about a length and got beat about six. Came out and absolutely trotted up at um, Canterbury since and this horse. Came off a slow tempo, sat like wide, deep, pushed wider, powered through the line. I don't think it beat a lot, but um, he's just a horse like considerably on the up. He's trained there. I'm hoping the big field holds up as in I just would like to see a bit of pressure just to take any sort of guesswork out of it because he is a horse that does have absolutely no early speed. So he's going to get back. He's going to be wide and just hope that um, there is some genuine tempo in the race and and watch him let go down the outside. I I think uh, he's, you know, a nice horse that could be lining up in country championships uh, this time uh, next year, no problem. Mm. All right. Mm. Chip uh, Chip's in job, uh, race one at Scone, so you can build your bank early, and it's at 11.05. Gee whiz, I'll be just home from Little League there. It's 11.05 is a – geez, that's an it's, early That's start. why. It's, yeah, it's hard because especially you've got uh, wet tracks and things to deal with, massive scratchings. scratchings. You've basically got to rejig every race and then, you know, kick off at 11, and this is in – you know, it's not even carnival time. It's pretty crazy. Mm. I'll tell you what, if you can find a way to scone, it's tricky to get there. You've got to fly into Newcastle, then it's a couple of hours' drive, but it is one of the great carnivals to get to. We'd love mm. to get there one day and do a stream or 
Um, we might even the difficulty is getting there, oh, but it tough. is good good fun once you're there. <laughs> yeah, it is an absolute cracker. So put that on your bucket list of uh, places to go. Scone Cup is an absolute beauty, and uh, make sure you book your accommodation nice and early. That's that's half the problem with a lot of these country country tracks. Like you just mm, have to especially two days lock it in. Yeah, eleven or t- ten months prior. So mm. if you're thinking about going on the bull next year, you got to start hunting around for it now or within the next sort of month. Because if you leave it to say August, you're pretty much shot in the water for a place like the bull. So you just got to get. Uh, Super, super organised. Otherwise, you're in the camper van with Walt and Tegan and uh, Pricey, so that, that doesn't sound like uh, my cup of tea. It's all right. We're all just, we, keep, we stay warm, mate. That's the main thing. <laughs> we stay warm. I've been in worse predicaments, to be honest. <laughs> uh, racingwatch.com.au is for uh, more of Johnny's action so you can get his full set for uh, the scone. Uh, well, it's probably a two-day carnival, so I'm tipping he's going to find a lot of uh, bets and angles there and some good analysis. So, it, as we say, we, uh, we're coming off all these really poxy tracks and some weird conditions, so um, John's the, the right sort of guy to help you find that. But another bloke that uh, provincial might not be his go, but he might have uh, better luck this time, Margs Morrill, heading to Scone. Hi, guys. Margs Morrill this week takes us to the beautiful Hunter Valley of New South Wales to Scone to race eight, the Dark Jewel Classic over 1,400 metres. The mug is going with Brooks Spire. It didn't like the first up run at Hawkesbury. I reckon that was just a trial for this race. Its second up form is four starts for two seconds, but over the distance, it's four starts, three wins and one third. Jay Ford drops in weight three kilos. Barrier 12 will probably come in with scratchings on the day with... Rain heading up the scone. Looks a good bet and the mug's moral. And the mug also likes another thing on the weekend in race two in the midway over 1,700 metres. The mug likes race two, number 11, Outlook. The mug was following his horse last prep. It ran good first up at Warwick Farm over 1,600 metres. It kept trying... It looked like it needed more distance. Second up is three starts, one win, one third. It looks primed and ready to win. 16 up to 1700. The run was good last start, so let's get on it. So the mugs moral this week is race seven, number 15, Brook Spire. And the mug also likes race two in the midway, number... Uh, give me 11 Outlook. So good luck. I'm back next week with Metropolitan Racing. Thank God we're back in the city. These holidays kill the mug. We're back at the mug's own track next week at Rose Hill. And what does the mug say when we find a winner? Go find your bookie. Good luck. Tell you what, nothing worse than wearing the white shorts playing footy. You want to be in your home deck. And uh, full of confidence there. But uh, correction there, at race 8.15 is Brooks Buyer. That's his first one. I think and you're better it's... off running with race 7, number 15, to be fair. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I, better, I, don't, I don't like fire. You know, I just wanted to get him G'd up on Twitter just get us and see what he does. So we'll just fire a little shot at Mug and see what happens. Uh, it's, a, it's a tricky little race, the Dark Jewel. You've got Legay Soleil, Never Talk. you got Majestic Shot Fraschanel and then Wonder Bar. I don't, like, some of those horses are just ultra-consistent. Legay Soleil, Never that's Talk. The and hardest Wonder race Bar, that's, you could find in the two days for mine, but I'll be cheering hard for the mug. And a horse like Majestic Shot as well with uh, the singing jockey on it as well. And then in race uh, race two, he liked uh, the thing of um, 
What, what price is it? Is Brad Widdops seven dollars. Is it? That's yeah. not a bad price. Went good first up, but um, another competitive race. He's starting to fish in more adventurous waters around his pricing, isn't he? So he's yeah. So- Hey? Yeah, he's fishing. It's not moral pricing, man. is it? $7? Hey. It's, all, it's, all, it's all about setups. It's all about the setups. Where was the even money chance? That's it. That's his so got to get, he's, got, he's got to get the mail, the lemonade, the, the, the race number, the, trying to find the race number and the horse number every time. It's like, pull on teeth, mate, please. <laughs> mate, he might have seen seven. He might have been looking at it upside down. He might have thought it was a two. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be on for young and old. He, we still need to set that one up. Yeah, any time. I can't wait. I just, as long as the – I hope he beats as long you. As you set, oh, so do I. As long as you, you set the structure and we have a bit of fun, I'll be more than happy to do it. Two banks, twenty grand each. Go, go whack. I don't know about banks. I would love. I don't know about cash involved. I don't know if that's a, <laughs> a good idea. I'll, I'll I think some him. sort of prize or something. I tell I'll you, I'll put what, it up. It'll be a hot go because every punter on the planet's going to slide in and help. That's you. all right. Oh, you can do that if you want, or maybe <laughs> it's I'll, a I'll get a scooter for mug so he doesn't have to walk. <laughs> Last week, the top sport big bets landed dynasties. Uh, it was a monkey at sixteen dollars. Great shopping started nine dollars, and the other one was a car crash. I know all about it. Extremely lucky. Mark Zara was on it, and it's still looking for a way out. So, the Top Sport uh, early money has been uh, around the mark lately. So make sure uh, you write them down and uh, not back them like I do. Eagle Farm Race Two Number Eight Dye Mill fifteen hundred at five dollars. So it's in in up there. It's in its going too. Mm. Uh, I think it's second or third emergency. It's going. I don't know which way it'll go, and I think it's on the backup. It ran at Gosford the other day. So yep, interesting to see where it ends up. This is uh, the Derby uh, race eight, number thirteen. Claydemere Moore, uh, two hundred at forty-one dollars. I think uh, in Fortress or Fortnite or one of those online computer games. That's that's what it is. It's a sword in there. It's so a strange I, one to make the the steamers, isn't it? Two hundred at forties. It's well, a bit I, of a weird. It could be a bloke who just likes his Fortnite that's well, just decided to chip up. I thought you know because you've got that ho- you got that horse R and T. Yeah. I just looked at this and I thought, what I can't work this out. And then I looked at the first the, the second word first and I thought it was like more chlamydia. And they were trying to put in like a funny word. You, you you've got a lot of issues. I mean, you, do you hey? do you see a kinesiologist? Uh, do you see anyone <laughs> for these issues? I need the drums. You're seeing that name there and you're coming up with more chlamydia. Well, I have think, a look uh, at it. It's Clytomia more. Yeah. So it's like more chlamydia backwards. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh DK, we're all gone, mate. <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think that horse can beat the uh, couple in the top of the market there, but uh, there might be a roughie that jumps out of the ground and the uh, the Derby can that can run a nice place. Hopefully, it's it for whoever backed that. Flemington race two number six, Aaron Moore three fifty at eleven dollars. That's a Waller horse, yeah. Come down there, Nico. I don't even know who it is, so that's that's how well I'm travelling at the moment. It ran second or third on that like that day at Canterbury where it was absolutely ridiculous. And that um, what's the horse called? American President went to the outside fence. It was in that race, but uh, he's sort of been plugging a bit here. But you know, sometimes Waller does it very well. That switch, doesn't he? Mm, and the the favourites come out, so there's what forty one cent deductions in there. So uh, the pun who taking that bet's going to be. Um, not sitting on the 11s. Yeah, Commands of Field, Ravage Award, uh, Miss Melbourne, no way ever. That's the uh, that's the field there. But uh, I think that's a bit of a wrap from the show. Is uh, anything else that you want to tell us, Nico? Uh, nothing from me. You Just, sure? Uh, chip away, find a few winners this weekend, and uh, we'll go from there. Doctor Strange, no, t- not tipping. Was it good? I will. I wouldn't tip it. No, it, it was, was uh, it was it was watchable, wasn't it? I went and saw it the other day too. It was watchable, but it's not memorable. Yeah, I think that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. I just and the and the trailers for Top Gun were the highlight. The, the, the trailers pre movie oh, for, for Top, Gun. Top Gun. Yeah, they that got me more fired up than the Doctor Strange movie. Itself. You'll you'll have to go watch the uh the Northman. Well, that might be up your sort of angle. Let's put that on the list. See what's back this week, DK, Monday. Your, please, please, your, give me something. Your favorite sort of tracks? I know Caston Sunday. 
the synthetic. Oh, synthetic's back. Synthetic's back for oh, you. So oh, there's oh. something. All right, well, that's, that's all right. That's all right. And it started with the two-year-olds. The two-year-olds saw the first two-year-old against the older the other day, so maybe we can get going something rather than back in these. I should be wearing T-shirt round. I back camels. You know, one of these. to get a mate. Where Walt gets his T-shirts done. The, you know, the de- I call it default bets. That's it, the default bets, when they're just they're the least camel of the camels. Yeah. One or two humpers. Yeah, exactly. The only one, you go, this is a one humper up against two humpers. Up you go. <laughs> uh, Britannicus is in. He pulled up really well from uh, the Briley, and he's in uh, with a low, late nomination if the track stays dry at uh, Casterton on Sunday. So he might give that that a shake. Hopefully we um, we just keep putting him to the front and he turns right instead of <laughs> right instead of left. It's a great show, the Casterton Jump Races, the, uh, the live hedges in the open country. It is a great spectacle. Anyway, happy to bury uh, last week and fingers crossed you can go one better this week. But uh, that's a wrap from us. Make sure you check out Jack Bruce Racing. If you want to get in a horse, uh, jump on board. Walt gives he, gives him a big tick of approval. Walt doesn't say many nice things about many people, but uh, if he's tipping Jack Bruce, he must have some sort of ability. So, uh I'll be in shock, mate, if he doesn't if he doesn't kick. I just love you know everything that he brings to racing. He's got a bit of hunger. He's got a bit of uh, ability, which helps. And he's you know he's going to make everyone uh, have a good experience, hopefully. And that's what it should be all about. All right, that's a wrap from us. Make sure you uh, subscribe to Little Birdie TV. Uh, we're on Spotify or uh, in at the Apple Store and download the app. Get around DK and uh, Nico's tips if you want to back a winner. Walt's got the racing watch stuff and uh, MacBet as well. This time of year, it's tough. All right. Hopefully we found you a winner for this uh, weekend. Good luck on the punt.